0: Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
1: Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. Um, not a great start to the day in terms of the market. We'll get to that. Uh, we are down uh, again overnight, pointing lower we're at the open. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about yesterday. We'll try to digest it, try to... Try to make sense of all this. Do you have some stocks to talk about, individual stocks, but also just overall market? Because I know there's a lot of anxiety out there. So um, we'll do our best to, to try to quell that anxiety if we can. Good morning, everyone in the chat. Good morning, Earl. Good morning, beans and rice for me. I haven't seen you before. Good morning, beans and rice for me. Uh what's up, EKS O B J. How's everyone doing? Um, we're gonna get started here. Ivan Feinseth and Peter Tuckman are today's guests. Ivan Feinseth at 835. He's from Tigris Financial Partners. Peter Tuckman at nine o'clock. He is the Einstein of Wall Street. So uh let's get started. Smash that like button. Here we go. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit. Let's get the crew on here. There's Joel. There's
2: Dennis. Good morning. Good morning. How's everyone doing today? We're doing good. We're doing good. We're, g- we're going to turn all those founds upside down today. You good. Good. heard on
3: me. Team <laughs> lost 9-6. Oh, Dennis, I'm, I'm oh, oh,
2: oh, oh, I'm so sorry. We didn't even get that in the pre-pre-market show. Oh, uh, it's so 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 like it's going to be a tough... Top I saw the a Jeremiah highlight nine to
1: six. What happened last night, man?
2: No
3: goaltending on either team. Goaltending was optional. Ay, I'm That's sorry. all we'll say is no, no, nobody can make a save. Neither brutal team. nine brutal. to six? Nine brutal. six. Yes, a lot of goals. Anyway, um, throwback okay. to the eighties. <laughs> okay.
2: All right. Um, so we got to to lighten the mood. We're going to start with the uh, dad joke of the day. Okay. And dads love looking at the family pet and saying, okay, you're in charge while we're gone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, like I that. do that. I like you that. Know. I don't have okay. a
3: family pet, but I would do that if I had one. So, Who's in charge while you're gone? <laughs> I don't know. No doesn't go anywhere. It
2: doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> uh, go anywhere. So, um, and we're going to be optimistic about the market after the total whatever yesterday. Um, and we have a level. That's all we can do is we can give you levels. The low last Thursday was uh, 38.55. And if you had a bid out there at 38.55 last last night, you got a big ND. Nothing done. We went to 56. We got a little bit of a rebound now, 30 handles above that. But uh, that just looks like a bullseye uh, on the downside, a target to hit. After that, you can look at the bottom right chart. There's the monthlies there's not a lot there but for now we have support and I'd call resistance I'm sure a lot of people would like to see the spooze or their stocks green today and that's way up at 392275 uh crude a two day uh 10 buck move uh down we're down a buck 24 at 10580 uh, gold perking up just a tad here. It's up twelve bucks, 2790 Silver the same, up seventeen cents, twenty-one seventy-two. Bitcoin, uh, just uh, trying to decide what to do here at thirty k, up two hundred and thirty dollars at uh, twenty-nine four fifteen. And Ethereum futures, they're down twenty-one dollars in nineteen fifty-six and a half. So, little general market talk on uh, triple D. You made a statement yesterday. That uh, rung true throughout Wall Street, and you said if they're hitting target,
3: we're gonna head out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they went for the conservative stuff, the safety trade is what they attacked yesterday. We have warned about this for months on the show that eventually they will come for the safety trade if it gets ugly enough. They came yesterday and they took no prisoners. I mean, stocks like Procter & Gamble traded down 7%. Costco losing $60 on the day. They didn't even say anything. It was all Target's fault. You can look and say, oh, wow, there was some Fed speak trying to find a macro headline. Don't, don't look any further than Target. When you have a stock. That is a conservative staple with a lower beta fall 25% in one day. Everybody says, no, none of my stocks are safe. And they started selling all of the safety stocks. And it was a value wreck. And I mean, Big time. So obviously we've already had the growth wreck. Those stocks held up okay yesterday. Yeah, ARKK well off the low still. Yep. So that low is still holding for those stocks. But Ooh. it was the other stocks, the Staples, you know, that they just hammered. The Coca-Colas, the Procter Gambles, the Costcos. Ugly with a capital U.
2: Let's stop at ARK here for just one second. I mean, when when is uh, when's ARK done this?
3: It has for, done in the past. Four it, days in a row like this? It often does do that. Yeah, it often does oh. do three, four days, little consolidation. Looking Is the consolidation to go higher or lower? That's to be determined. You <laughs> know, I think with the overall market, it's going to go lower. But like I said, they were just oversold last Thursday. We're a week later, and we're still significantly – we're holding up well. So, so far, so good for Kathy. Not so far, so good for Warren. He broke down yesterday. Value trade coming off. So they are hitting the stuff that hasn't been hit. Two sectors that haven't been hit hard yet. Utilities
1: yeah, and
3: health. I saw you tweet this yesterday. They're you, you said they're coming for the utilities next. You may be right. I would sell if I had any utility stocks and I was hiding. I thought utility was a cash equivalent. You need to learn from yesterday. Consumer staples were not a cash equivalent. Utilities will not be a cash equivalent either. They're not cash. They are stocks. There's people hiding there, and they are expensive relative to themselves. If I owned any utility stocks, I would sell them as fast as I possibly could. That is just my opinion, but I think the utility stocks may eventually look like the consumer staples. No hiding in a bear no, market. no uh um, hiding in u.s dollars that is the safety trade if you really want to choose safety trade if we turn around market starts rallying maybe they won't come for that stuff but i mean put it in perspective the xlu you've got a rising interest rate environment and yeah. the xlu ha- is up on the year i mean that's doesn't sound you know normal to me you know you've got stocks like southern so that have went from 55 dollars a year and a half ago to 75 dollars Dividend still basically the same thing, three point six six. But is a three point six six dividend that good? Like I said, my banker called me. One year, Canadian GICs are now three percent. That's guaranteed by the government. Three point six six percent of utility. I'll take the government over the utility yield right now. So there is competition. The Tina trade is no longer out there. There is alternatives, and that is not good news for stocks. And I I know you. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joel. Uh, no,
2: I just like the utility thing is like we, we just kept on asking, kept on you know saying you know what, why, 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 and then now we know why. I'll I, I see. Well, will uh, X uh, just real quick. Uh, the CXLU. I mean, it's been bumping up against some resistance here. I'll just use that as a general barometer, and I mean, you got a trading range. You hit the top of this kind of trading range too, seventy to like seventy-two. So still. Still up there on a relative base. What, uh, Spencer? What? What were you gonna add?
1: Well, I, I was. This is a good comment from EKS in the chat. Utilities, uh, the companies, right? They do have pricing power. They are uh, a defensive sector, uh, and they are going to fare fine in a recession, like like the businesses will. But that does not mean the
3: stocks are immune. They're not. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah. Are they going to fall 50, 60%? If they start falling 50, 60%, we got major problems. So, but could there be a 10% correction utilities coming? The things are crowded. People are hiding there. Yeah. Money managers are hiding there. We saw what happened to the money managers who were hiding in the Coca Cola's and the Procter & Gamble's. Procter and Gamble didn't do anything wrong yesterday. They have pricing power, <laughs> they're passing it through. Look what happened. Does,
1: does anyone know? Does Procter & Gamble own Old Spice? Cause I, cause I, had, I bought some deodorant last. Uh, I stopped at CVS. Eight dollars for a stick of Old Spice. Eight dollars. I couldn't believe it.
3: That's pricing power. They pushed it through. <laughs> I Couldn't believe. You're it. gonna see them pushing it through. Certain yeah. companies don't have pricing power. Those are the ones you definitely don't want to own. It's, it's tough to like. It was nice to be bullish for a few days. The growth names are still holding up. So I'll say innocent until proven guilty because they have not made new lows. S&P to bounce off the low, Joel, trying to hold overnight like you said, but it just feels like it's inevitable that we are going into the official bear market and there's no stopping it.
1: Um, so, uh, you, you know what, I know you mentioned arc, but you know, what else is weirdly holding up is there's a lot of, like a lot of these shops that are like down 80% or something like that. They're actually holding up. Okay. (laughs) And I'm I'm not saying go buy them. I'm really not. But if you look at things like Roblox or like, here's one, uh, former SPAC, Joby aviation, J O B Y, uh, having a nice week. Really? Um, uh, how about rocket, uh, rocket i mentioned rocket right. rkt right not not doing so bad the last <laughs> week or so and i'm i'm again i'm not saying go go hide in these stocks right now but um I, I, there's I,
3: seller exhaustion in yeah. those names that's what you, and no that's left. what i was no. calling last thursday there's seller exhaustion in the growth names they may have seen their short term lows so but far, if the yeah. overall yeah. if the overall market starts getting hit who knows but there's no seller exhaustion in the costcos and stuff they're just like and and that's why they're starting to get hit hard i mean is it makes sense that they're hitting costco i think eventually you're going to get an awesome buying opportunity a lot of good companies here but right now when we're just approaching the lows again yeah this could still get really ugly
1: uh, you want to go into some of these uh, reports from this morning. I mean, uh, retail seems to be ground zero still. Uh, we do have a couple big retail reports. We should probably start with um, Kohl's here this morning. And I, I the, the movement in the pre-market session is a little bit baffling because it was down, then it was up, now it's down again. Uh, I would, I would have presumed it would have gone straight down because they, they, uh, they, well, they cut good. their guidance. They cut yeah. their guidance. They lowered their expectations for the future. Their EPS guidance, to cut it by uh, half a dollar uh, oh. from a low end of $7 per share to a low end of $6.45 per share.
3: I can't believe I had that rally. I should have been out there dumping my coals, but I was busy trading other stuff. I have a small position in it. We know that. I'm a bag holder in this thing. It's in the long-term portfolio. I felt like 5% dividend. But once got, once Target happened yesterday, it was, your, it was your signal to sell all this stuff. So it's pretty much the only retailer I own. I don't know. I, I want some exposure there. It's you know, it's got the wild card. Somebody could come buy it still, but right now they're selling all this stuff. They have they have no mercy on retail right now.
2: Should we just call all the re-sto- retail stocks Kmart?
3: <laughs> I, it's well, a little I early. it's a little early for Kmart. that. I think it's a little early. we start start <laughs> seeing them all go under. I don't think that's happening, but <laughs> I do think that. There were some major issues here with margins getting squeezed for all these companies. And, they, and, and unlike Procter & Gamble, they don't have as much power to push the all margins. the prices. Yeah, they're getting squeezed. You know, labor's going up on them. costs are going up. And then are people going to pay, you know, 30% more for their boots? I don't know. 30% more for their coats, for their shirts, for their clothes? I don't know. So I don't know if there is pricing power there. It's very right, competitive so still.
1: I, I, I was just curious. Uh, so I went to look at the pro because we know that Kohl's has some some buyers sniffing around. And I, I wanted to see when do these headlines actually come out? Because uh, Kohl's in their statement, this um, in their earnings uh, pr- uh, press release said that they the year really started off perfectly fine for them. But it really wasn't until April. That things turned so the, so I guess the last two months have been pretty bad and that's why they're lowering their guidance for the year. So all right, they had three months of, of, of good, two months of bad. Sure. When did these headlines on the on the takeover uh, things uh, happen? There was a couple. There was a I couple in January. Know. There was a couple. I'll tell you. There was a couple in January. There was some more rumors in February and more stuff in March. Um. So, but nothing. I'm seeing there, there's there's no headlines on. On uh, on anything released really since, since late March, so I wonder if these uh, these rumors are, are these these interested parties are are still interested. Hell, um, knowing Hell what, no!
2: Knowing what we know now, no. I mean, come days. on! I, they, I just looked at that thing. We talked about it. You know, it kept on getting the pops, and each pop was a little bit lower. I mean, they're they're not they're who's if they buy them now, where are they going to buy them for 50? I mean, the the juices, I mean, you're looking for buyer now. I, that is gotta be, I know when, um, you know, when, uh, Kramer went on that rant about, you know, AT&T, like the worst managed company in the world and this, that, and and, like killed it. I think Kohl's, um, I think this move by Kohl's has (coughs) to be right up there with that. Um, you can't look for a buyer now. I don't know. Um,
3: the I don't monthly know if there's a buyer idiot. coming here either.
2: No. Who? Why? When? Where? No.
1: You think, so so and, and again, just to just to go in on like who these interested buyers were. There were some rumors. Uh it was some private equity firms. Uh Sycamore, <laughs> Hudson's Bay. Do you think they're looking at the Twitter Elon thing and saying, oh man, are we glad? Are we glad that Kohl's rejected us a few months ago? Oh my lord. <laughs> they saved us a whole bunch of coin. Maybe uh, that's a whole lot of Kohl's cash that they just saved on that deal. Um, if they're if they're still sniffing around, I don't know if they are. Um, but I guess I guess we'll find out. One it's a time.
3: tough market. It's yeah. a tough market to just say, okay, well, this looks good. Nothing is looking good anymore. I mean, people are saying, well, buy commodities, buy the commodity stocks. I'm going to tell you, and people don't like hearing that demand destruction, but I'm going to keep saying it. I firmly believe, and I might be wrong. We're all wrong. If I was right 100% of the time, I would be the richest man in the world, but I'm not. So I firmly believe that the commodity trade is very crowded. And I do believe if you start to see people spending less, it is going to hit the commodities as well. I believe they will get inflation in check. It's not in check yet. But I think if you're hiding in commodities, I think you are going to get hurt as well. Let's put it in perspective. They say, well, they're so cheap. They're cheap because there's elevated earnings happening here. They appear cheap. I believe they're value traps. $80, Chevron, a year ago, 170 There's not a lot of years that Chevron doubled in. ExxonMobil, $30 to $90 in a year and a half. The stock is up 200%. Don't think you're buying these stocks cheap because you look at the PEs. The earnings are elevated because oil prices are very high right now. That is may not continue. If the Fed has its way, that will not continue. And I'm not going to bet against the Fed. The Fed is winning. The Fed is causing this. The Fed needed to cause this. The inflation is the problem. They will get inflation in check. It is just going to be a painful process for everyone to deleverage or to obviously, you know, in other cases, you know, I I don't even want to say, but I mean, there's going to be a painful process, a soft landing, I don't believe is possible. And I think you're going to see demand destruction happening here, and that eventually filters through to the commodities. Look at Newcore NUE down to one hundred and seventeen dollars. Take a good look at that Newcore chart because I, that I think that's what your oil chart is going to look like in a couple months. Just I just want to,
2: yeah, I just want to uh, just putting out something on the Exxon mobile chart, and I talked about this, uh, I think, a few other times. Uh, These these institutional levels, um, it was ninety two. I mean, you you don't you don't here. You got up to ninety two almost and failed. Here you hit it three times in a row, then you had two times, and then you had a breakout yesterday, right? Well, you thought you had a breakout, but that's just that's just big size, man. That is getting out. We didn't talk about it to look at the size there. Uh, but that's just, you know, that's just the Institute. Now they're going to have to reset their like, Oh, okay. Well, I didn't get out of everything in 90, 92. Now I got to come down to 90 and you see that sim- similar formation. And, uh, the other thing too, is man, we're not seeing any of, uh, any formations like this on the downside. We're seeing it on the upside. I mean, uh, you gotta, I mean, look at the big stocks and there's just absolute. So to me, I mean, I guess, uh, Well, now it's below that, but you're not seeing any sign of like major institutional accumulation in this. You're just seeing it on the upside. Unfortunately, that could always change.
3: Everything can change. The facts can change. You have to be able to change your opinion if you are a trader. If you're a long-term investor, maybe you just buy, spy, and don't look at it, and 25 years later, you're making money. But I think you've got to always be able to change your opinion. But there's so many people who say cite the war. I mean, what is priced into these oil stocks, Joel? Taking it back to that. I mean, you think these things aren't up because of the war? Of course they're up. It's priced. A lot of that is priced in. And there's crowded and people are selling other stocks and buying commodities because they think they're safe. They think they're cheap. They're shouting out. From the rooftops, Chevron's got a PE of seven. Yeah, because oil's a hundred bucks a barrel. What ounce of oil goes to seventy. What's the PE on that thing then? Talk to me about that. Is Chevron, you know, going back down and Exxon going back down to thirty dollars? I don't think so. They probably should have never been there. But there is, you know, a bubble here in oil stocks, and all it takes is, you know, uh, I, I, if inflation really. starts to get in check. <laughs> Then, then maybe it's a different story, but I think there's a bubble there, and I think that bubble's going to pop. Uh, and then let's not forget that, like, the the one thing that the,
1: the oil bulls were hanging their hat on the last decade was the thing that just happened. This was the bull case, always. And it it's happened. all in there. And, it, and Right, and it happened, and now we're, in a way, past it. In so, in some Not all the way, we're still in it,
3: right? But, like, this was it. It probably is not going to get that much better than this, right? This was the bull case. Uh, I, it, it, it can. If the war escalates, there's always a scenario. Yes. The war escalates. They start using chemical warfare or nuclear warfare or stuff like, you know, start stuff starts to get really ugly. The war actually escalates. And it looks pretty escalated right now. I mean, I can't I envision it getting worse, but it can always get worse. Then maybe. But a lot of good, you know, news for oil stocks is priced in here. And I think you're going to see people spending less money. I see the $2 per liter ga- uh, gas and, at the pumps and I think yep. lot, I see the boats all getting listed, a lot less boats out in my the in the boat boating indicator. area. But there's going to be, you know, wait, people working around. It's like I'm not going to take that road trip. I'm not going to go on that business trip. You know, airline prices are through the roof cuz of fuel. So, there's going to be a little bit of demand destruction from the business traveler. I mean, it's just going to filter its way through. And don't kid yourself. There are, are ways that oil can come down in price, and there is a bubble there. It's just a matter of when, not if. Uh,
1: let's move. Let's move on to the other big report overnight, which was Cisco. Um, so their earnings were um, their earnings were okay. Uh, the guidance, though, was not great. They actually cut their guidance uh, for for the fourth quarter. That's the bad news. Um, I guess the, this is what the CEO said. Okay, the CEO said that the reason that they're cutting their guidance for the fourth quarter is not a demand issue. He blamed it squarely on Shanghai lockdowns. So, if you believe that, then that's not the worst signal in the world. That's, that's actually pretty positive because it's, we're already coming out of the Shanghai lockdown. So that's what that's what Cisco is blaming their lowered guidance on. If you don't believe them and you think this really is a demand issue, then that's something else entirely. But the the, the uh, CEO Chuck Robbins is uh, a CEO of Cisco, he is blaming their lower guidance on
2: Shanghai lockdown. That's it. I just want one just going back one to the oil thing. I, a headline that came out about one this morning is that uh, China was talking to, to Russia about uh, getting oil from them. So uh, just a little more escalation on the on the war thing. But uh the Cisco, Cisco, yeah. Cisco, man. I Cisco
3: I kid. own
2: it. I probably I don't even know where I own it at it. Hopefully it's still at a profit. But uh that pre-market low, ugh, it got crazy man. 3926. It's It's starting to, you know, it's had a nice rally uh, off that low. Um, I keep an eye on 43.40. It looks like, uh, you know, all the the freaks that bought this because it was down 15%. They're like, they don't care if Cisco ever goes back to 45. They're selling at 43.40. You would think it would thicken up here on the way back down. Um, And, uh, I, you know, I was wrong on the Walmart saying the pre-market low was in. I knew Target, I had a feeling the pre-market low wasn't in. This, I kind of think, wow, you're really going to have to have some desperado sellers to get this back down
3: to the pre-market low. <laughs> yeah, I think the I think the low is in here, too. I think there's value here in Cisco. But again, it shows you nothing is safe. There's not a lot of days of Cisco. And if you look, when it was $39, wow, it's down, it, it was
1: down almost, $9 overnight, man. It
3: was down 19%. I mean, there's not Cisco. a lot of days that Cisco falls nineteen percent. You can go back to the charts. These are unheard of moves. These are washout moves. Yeah. So, you know, maybe long term you're buying these stocks, maybe you're gonna be happy. But short term, I'm like, what's next? You look at your reports and you think, okay, well, who are they gonna kill next? I mean, everybody's hiding in deer. They're all they've all been hiding in deer. I don't know, could that report a miss? possible i i don't know what to say i mean it's a really tough market to come in here and just you know get rah rah bullish you know and i've been mm. and we we know i try to get bullish on thursday and not uh, just getting bought 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 it's hard to even keep your train of thought you know i'm just like as you know the market's coming in i'm just getting bought on my arbitrage stuff but i mean this is tough it's a tough market so I think like like Kramer touting Caterpillar yesterday. Buy Caterpillar. It was $214. I don't, I don't understand. understand. I mean, if we believe, and I don't know. On one hand, he's saying, you know, we're, we could pose some tension go a recession. The other hand, he's saying we're buying Caterpillar. Yeah. Caterpillar is not a stock you want to own during a recession. Not at all. Major equipment does not need to be purchased. So for a lot of people, they will put off purchases of that. So yeah. if you start to see where you've got major construction starting to slow down, caterpillar and deer will get hit as well so caterpillar more so so i don't want to own caterpillar i would fade kramer on that at the 214 buy i mean i could see a scenario where caterpillar could get really hit hard so i don't think you want to hide there either not in deer or cat what's next look realistically not many assets
1: are are going to be safe right uh, you're going to have to maybe consider some al- if you really want to look for somewhere to hide I mean outside of cash you can consider some alternatives um, but do your do your homework on that we're going to have a special show about that next week but um, there's there's not the bottom line is there's not much there, uh, I bonds to some extent can can protect you but only only very little bit about a little bit um, there was really stable coin Stable coin. Uh, stable or, wait, coins. What? Whatever happened to Denny Coin? Is that is that still a thing? We should do that. Um, n- which no. one? D- Dennis We're is going to make his own Denny coin. coin. Denny Coin. Um, wait, Neat. Joel. Joel, is there a symbol for I bonds? I have no idea. I don't think so because you can only buy them through Treasury Direct. I have no idea. I don't know what the symbol is on those things. I. How, how do I? No, because they, they they pay out. The payout is whatever; it's nine and a half percent, whatever it is, for for the next six months. That's what it is. Um, there's no there's no point in looking at the chart. Um, I don't know. Uh, wh- okay, where was it going with it, that? It, that's in the, the answer. I don't know.
3: I mean, that's the answer for everything here. It really is. I don't know either. All I know is it's there's a lot of you know this this market has traded very 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 logical. It did not trade logical in 2020. It traded on a hot story. It now is trading on the bottom line earnings. It's trading like it should. It's trading like it's reading the tea leaves and it's reading them correctly that this economy is going to slow down. There is going to be, we see it, You know. there's not a lot of people that want to buy $95,000 pickups. I know I'm like a broken record here, but why do I keep repeating the same record? Because it's working. It's working. It's keeping us out of stocks. It's keeping us with a good portion of cash. It's keeping the FOMO away. And the FOMO is your enemy right now. Eventually, it will be your friend. And, you know, if you want to take a nibble on a stock like Target and say, well, this is just dumb, eventually it's going to bounce back, it very well might. But we've seen from these earnings reports that they seem to continue to leak. If you're buying on day one, it's usually not that great. And they usually continue to go lower. I mean,
1: Walmart proved that, right? Day one. Day one. Don't do it. Don't do it on day one. Just don't do it.
3: Right? Look at Walmart. Like, this is... Look at this move, Joel, in Walmart. We need to continue to talk about these staples because these are unprecedented moves. And I mean, like, in the last decade. I don't remember a move like that in Walmart. Not often. Now, I, do you remember a move like that in Walmart in the last 10 years? Target, the, the big, that was the biggest move for Target down in 35 years or something. Like it was since the biggest, the, since the biggest a company. move for Walmart since 87, man. It's the biggest move since 87. And, and same thing with Target. It was the biggest move since the crash of 87. I mean, those stocks crashed in the last two days. This is a crash of 87 just happened to Walmart and Target. That Put that in perspective. The crash of 1987. Because the crash of 1987, Joel, you were there down twenty seven percent that just happened to Target Target just experienced the crash of nineteen eighty seven that's it you can say maybe this is capitulation maybe it should get some stocks but holy I just think what's next um hey
1: someone just dropped us five hundred dops I don't know D-O-P? I don't know what currency that is
2: it's probably like a nickel
1: Hey, be nice. I I don't know what currency that is. Uh, maybe it's know, a lot of money. Maybe so it's so like what, maybe it's five hundred
3: bitcoins.
2: Tell us what. Tell us yeah,
1: what DLP is yeah, right now. Yeah, but yeah. appreciate that comment. Um, uh, where, where was I going? Okay, so it's 8, it's eight thirty. We're gonna have Ivan join us in five minutes. Let's talk. Like in the meantime, we just have like BJ's. BJ's gave the best news possible this morning. They said we are reaffirming our guidance. There the EPS beat the estimate, and we're reaffirming our guidance. Tell me the stock is at least flat.
3: It's up. It's, it's, up. Up. it's up. Give it's me up. something. You get, you'll get. you get a two, three-day rally off of it, and then they'll just succumb, which it always does. So I think you use rallies in any stock, including TJX from yesterday. It's holding up. I think you use your rallies to sell because in three days, they forget about the good earnings, and they start selling them again. That's what's been happening. So ugly bear markets, sell the rips, sell rips and everything.
1: Oh, man. Okay. Hey, you know what, though? You had a good call yesterday. And sell, you'd, you said you'd sell into the open, right? Um,
2: that was a $9.06 tip.
1: Thank you. Don't yeah.
3: figure it out. But, yeah, but, but still, nine bucks. Oh,
1: it, it's, a Dominic, it's the Dominican currency. Thank you for, for oh, that. Oh, Dominican.
2: I'm um, going to go
3: there again, Dominican Republic. Send me a cigar. Don't send me that. Send send me that. Me, uh, yeah. Send me a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. And sugar. Just
1: r- running through things quickly. We had BJ's. Uh, going through my movers, tool and benzinger Pro, looking at gainers and losers.
3: Well, let's go back to Cisco because there's a sympathy trade happening. Oh, yes. Thank you for two. the reminder. Juniper. Juniper. Juniper Networks hard. Yeah. Sienna. Stocks that I didn't even really realize. There was a few that I didn't even think about them with sympathy. AVGO, Broadcom, they're hitting it with sympathy on this. ANET, Arista Networks, they're hitting that with sympathy with this. I mean they're hitting some of the cybersecurity stocks and sympathy with Cisco. It's it's like creating more sympathy. It's like there's a little kind of relationship there. We better hit that stock too, just in case. And, and I just want to I've done this before, but I'll show you guys again.
1: If you want to know, oh how does Dennis know that? How does Dennis know that some stocks are moving off of other, uh, you know one other stocks earnings report. We have that information in Benzinga Pro. You go to details, you search in this case Cisco, CSCO, you go to the little peers tab, and boom, this is every stock that's related to Cisco. You can see, okay, Cisco's down 4% this morning. Uh, Qualcomm, uh, Arista, Anet, Nokia, uh, Ericsson, F5 Networks, Juniper, Sienna, Lumentum, all in the red as well, off of Cisco.
3: The rest of these oh, have pretty. Been. no trades. Show so. us how to do that again.
1: Yeah. very. right from the beginning. Two clicks. Uh, this is your Benzingo Pro homepage. This is the the generic page that everyone gets to. You go to details. You type in your stock. In this case, it's Cisco, CSCO. You go to the peers tab right there on Fine. the top. It says peers. Bada a bada But a boom. Two clicks and a type. That's what that's what gets you to this page. And that's what you get. And that's, that's what good to know right there. Yeah, that's good how stuff we, right there. That's how
3: we know relationships things. make money, people. They that's make it. money. That's how we They're more powerful things. than any chart. That's it. That's it. That's it um
1: okay so there's really not much else as far as the earnings that interest me like we had we had children's place and we had doesn't interest me you know we had a uh, um uh, bath and body
3: work so don't, don't care about that um Canada, well, children's place was an epic disaster it was um, of an earnings report it's not down that much and, and it's come all, all the way corporate. back Dennis. <laughs> look at the lcu this morning it's come all the way back. Oh, it was an epic disaster. They're buying the dip on some of this stuff. That's good news if it holds. How, how's Build-A-Bear? How is Build-A-Bear? Yeah, how How is that thing hold up? Who's <laughs> building bears in malls? Mall retail. I thought mall My retail gosh. was how, Who's doing that? That's unbelievable. I'm impressed with Build-A-Bear. That was a Chris Camilo pick. He got a good call on that one. Wonder if yeah. we got out? Wow, BB, uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a tight looking chart. Build um, a bear. That's what we all is. do in recessions. We go build teddy bears so we feel better about ourselves, and we hug the teddy bear and we go into the fetal position. I I, I, so I want the to the
1: see some. I, I want to see what that inflation looks like. I do. I want to see what the build a bear inflation is. Not that I have a frame of reference for it. I don't. Wow,
3: their margins are so ridiculous. <laughs> Those like, yeah, they, they sell. They, they charge like thirty dollars for like a buck worth of cloth. <laughs> I mean, they sell 10 bears. They pay their rent. Yeah. So maybe that's why it's good business. They don't have to sell very many. Maybe. They just get um, the rich kids in there building their own teddy bears.
1: Yeah, that, that's certainly it. All right. Uh, <laughs> gonna, let, let's bring on our first guest today. I see him backstage already. So uh, we'll grab him here. Ivan Anthony He's the partner and CIO at Tigris Financial Partners. And whenever we bring Ivan on, he is nothing if not consistent. I, I know. Uh, I know. We need, we need. Ivan. He's a bullish guy. We like Ivan. So, Ivan, good morning. Uh, How are you? We're we're, we're great, but I have to know, (laughs) are you still bullish? Because you've been bullish coming on this show for years.
4: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming, I wish I'd used Indeed. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility all at Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Just go to Indeed.com P-R-E-P right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
5: Absolutely. <laughs> but we know the market doesn't go straight up. Right. So, um, and we will, and I believe we will look back at this time. And once again, it will have been a major buying opportunity because the fear and the panic and the selling just got overdone. Um, It's uh, it's a difficult environment between the war in Ukraine, this uh, inflationary pressure that's been driven by the supply chain breakage due to the pandemic, the China COVID rolling lockdowns. So it's been a perfect storm, but that perfect storm creates a perfect opportunity. Um, And the fact that just there's so much bad news, there's no good news, the one last bullish talking point has been the resiliency of the consumer and I still believe the consumer is resilient. Uh, I've been traveling a lot recently airports are packed most places you go to planes are full they're they're asking people to, to give up their seat to try to find other planes they don't have enough capacity to handle all the traffic. the cruise lines are true booking trends are strong so consumers are spending but uh, this two one two punch with Walmart and uh, Target is being used to negate the strong consumer bullish narrative. But I think overall consumers are are still strong. You have a lot of pent up demand. You got $2.5 trillion in excess savings on consumer balance sheets and very strong corporate balance sheets. Companies are still increasing dividends. They're still raising buybacks, announcing new buybacks. So there are still a lot of bullish talking points. Um, We just need a positive catalyst, if you will, one positive bullish catalyst to kind of reverse the selling. And I think the one pattern that we are seeing over the past couple of days is that for the past few months, when stocks sold off, bonds sold off and rates rose. Yesterday, as stocks sold off hard, bonds rallied. So we are seeing this shift of asset allocation looking for a safe haven. But the fact that yields could still rise slightly more on some of the treasuries, but I think we are seeing a peak in yields. Uh, the, the shift from uh, sorry, Fed Chair Powell's shift from a less aggressive to an extremely more aggressive monetary policy to with the goal of paring back this inflation is both difficult for the market, but I think long-term bullish. But the other key point is I don't think the Fed will have to go as far as many are predicting. I don't believe we will see more than two or possibly two and a half percent on the Fed funds rate whereas many are still calling for 3.5%. So I think that will end up being positive.
1: So what you're really saying there, Ivan, is that there will be a bottom relatively soon. Because theoretically, if the Fed were to uh, turn a course again, uh, and and not not necessarily lower rates, but at the very least, like as you said, not raise them as high as, as some think, then that would signal to the stock market that, the end of that policy is here and and we can begin buying again. So that's what you're really saying, right?
5: Well, I'm saying, h- higher rates are indicative of a strong economy. And a strong economy supports higher stock prices. So uh, it's pretty much Fed Chair Powell says what he does, does what he says. We're probably going to be getting to more 50 basis point rate increases, taking the Fed funds rate to 2%. And that's still, if you look at the history of the stock market, stocks have done very well in higher Fed funds rate levels—not at extreme points, but we are just pulling out of a time of extremely right. But, but in,
1: in this specific instance, I know what history says, but in this instance, they're not right.
5: Well, no, no, we haven't gotten there yet. I mean, there no, are a lot right. of other forces are, are, that circle no, no. around. Um, certainly uh the breakdowns in supply chains and shortages of items uh things that are being caused by the supply chain issues in china and the war in ukraine i mean those are just two very uh sad global situations that are weighing on the market
1: but eventually okay, they'll reverse really I, I i can understand the long-term bullishness i can uh the short-term or intermediate-term bullishness is, is a little bit harder for me to see here. I know you have uh, positive ratings on everything from General Motors to Microsoft, uh, Qualcomm, which actually had a very good, a very good, uh, great report actually a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> um, but I, I just don't. How can you like any of this stuff for the next few weeks or few months? It's it's very hard. Uh, to
5: see. That's you, you can't invest for the next few weeks or few months. You got to invest for the next few years. But um, I mean, General Motors is going to evolve and to be one of the world's leading EV producers uh, and so many uh, with so many technologies and services surrounding EV production and the rolling out of cars. Uh, very interesting. You take a company like Snap-on Tools. And I met with the CEO two weeks ago. And the fa- the story is fascinating. People say, oh, automobile growth is is slow i said yes but repair growth continues to increase said when the snap-on just had its 100th anniversary last uh in 2020 and uh when the company started there were seven and a half million cars on the road in the us now there's 280 million cars that's a lot of cars that need maintenance and service and right now the average car is in america is almost 12 years old so you're talking about the need of a lot of repair and a lot of service and the fact that they sell tools that enable mechanics to do their job better and faster actually empowers the mechanics to the mechanics are paid by the shop manual hour, not the not the clock hour. So the faster they can do their job, the more they can get paid and more work that they can do. They have some of the industry leading diagnostic equipment, which is also important. Uh, they have the industry leading you know crash repair equipment, the Mitchell manual and uh, frame straighteners and lifts and wheel balancers. And um, so the the car market, I mean, the total addressable market grows every year at about 17 or so million new cars with a few cars yeah, obviously being replaced, but it's a tremendous growth market and cars are increasingly more complex. I'm not only talking about traditional items that need repair, but all of these ADAS right. systems and sensors. So this is a great story that people really don't, don't understand the story and um, but when you think about some of these points, people have said to me, for example, all oh, these electric cars, they're, they're not going to need oil changes. They're not going to need a lot of repair. Well, there's a lot more sensors, a lot more motors, a lot more other th- systems on the car that will need maintenance and repair. So that is a growth. I get effect.
1: all that. I, I, I guess I guess what I'm trying to get you to say, and I'm, I'm unsuccessful is thus far, is that. If, if, you, if you're not long any of this stuff, uh, now is not the best time to, to buy it. That's what's Well,
5: uh, okay. That's a tough statement, though, because we won't know if it was a good time until sometime in the future. Also At true. Some point, <laughs> we will look, and this will have been the bottom. Uh, I think we are closer to a bottom. And hey, look, to quote Warren Buffett, you want to be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy and people are fearful. So yes. it's time to be greedy I, or say what well, you got to buy when there's blood in the streets. And certainly uh, there's a lot of red and they are just you know, selling out at any cost, dumping stocks. Microsoft had a good quarter. Qualcomm, as you said, had a good quarter. Um, anytime Apple has been weak, it's been a buying opportunity. Uh, you know, a- Amazon has been surprisingly weak. Yes, they're hitting the hitting the good stocks, too. And uh, I think we are closer to the bottom of this than we
1: are to a further sell-off. Is there anything that you straight up just don't like right now? There's a
5: lot of stocks I highlight that I don't like, but I prefer to focus on what I do. What do you us? Give
3: give us three picks (laughs) like that or just beat right up that you think are no-brainer buys. Uh,
5: I've been negative on Beyond Meat for a long time. Okay, there's no nutritional benefit, and there's no caloric savings, and the, the sales surges in the beginning were based on curiosity of people wanting to try it out uh oatly i was negative on oatly it's you know you you can't make almond milk at home but by the way it's very easy to make oat milk it's water and oats in a blender
1: okay uh so there's
5: a lot of these niche stocks that i have been um you know very negative on that have uh, had a cult following that i think was misplaced but um so those are two that you really gotta you know but there's no proprietary significant proprietary value to what they do and a lot of competition Whereas the companies that I, I like to focus on, I like to highlight on their strong, defendable competitive advantage. <clears throat> Excuse me, their very strong brand equity, their industry-leading yep. technology, stuff that can't be easily reduplicated or uh, duplicated or replaced. Dennis, so, can you,
1: Dennis, can you re-ask your question again?
3: Yeah. So give us three picks here that you know you like. Three, because people are looking. Some people have some cash. I have some cash. I'm looking to deploy cash, some cash. Yep. Good companies, reasonable valuations. What do you okay. like, Ivan?
5: I'm going to say Apple.
3: Yeah, I already own Apple. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, give me another one.
5: Meta Platforms.
3: I already okay. own a bit of that, too. <laughs> you gotta give me another one.
5: <laughs> and General Motors.
3: I own a little bit of that, too. He got, <laughs> got <five> my portfolio. <laughs> oh,
5: so okay, hold on one second. Keep going, Ivan. Find <laughs> me something I don't own. going it. down the list. <laughs> I'm going to say, okay, maybe less fog. uh monday.com. No, Whoa! I don't own any that's a beaten. Right. that's Wednesday. a new
3: one. Now
2: right. you got
5: me in. You got that, me in this
3: one. Monday? Uh, Why Monday?
5: All right, they are one of the leaders in no-code, low-code database and um, IT infrastructure development. Their customer base is growing very quickly. I mean, dramatically. They continue to add new products to their service and platform, and allow businesses to build out very simply build out tremendous infrastructure as far as customer relationship management uh all all different services um their their product is basically work os they are a work operating system for businesses of all sizes is that can adopt their platform through low or no code programming that would be another one another interesting stock uh, just around two dollars is iron source iron source what was the symbol, a symbol right? on that one? I is, is is that's a new one.
1: Yeah, I'm I am This one they have
5: a platform that enables application game developers to basically develop games and monetize their de- game development on platforms through all of the um cellular network providers for, for, um, for mobile users. So it also enables the um cellular service or phone service providers to, to monetize the games on their platform through advertising. So they have a platform that helps both game developers, app developers, and also um, the platforms that they work on. So that's, you know, a stock that's down from probably 12 or $13 down to $2. They're profitable. Their revenue is growing. They Off have cash flow. Uh, Monday.com. Same thing is that, They are growing very strongly. They have a unique platform and a lot of market (laughs) niches and have, by the way, they're not only for small companies, they have a significant growth every quarter in number of companies whose billings uh, are over a hundred thousand a year.
1: I I just want to say if I was naming my company, I definitely would not call it monday.com because everybody hates Mondays, but um, I've uh, (laughs) I've been fine Seth partner and CIO at Tigris financial partners. Um, I you know what Ivan, you lived up to your reputation today. We love you, Ivan.
2: Ivan, I we do, I, I, we do. Yeah. I, I just wanna um I just want to show the just show the S P chart here. Uh yeah. just because um Ivan just moved the S Ps uh <laughs> segment. He moved the market right here. This is when Ivan started, right here. This is when the interview started, and this is where we're at now. So the world well, listens the, to Ivan, I'm Ivan I'm back. Yes, thank you so much, Ivan. I, I tracked him down, and uh, it always seems that you come on at these opportune times. So we'll be keeping an eye on you. I always enjoy on you. you,
5: guys. Great to All see right. you.
1: Have a good one. Sir. And uh,
5: hopefully next time we talk, the market will be higher. All
3: right. I hope so,
1: too. All right, guys, I tried really hard to get Ivan just to come out and say, oh, yeah, it's not looking good, Spencer. But he just wouldn't say it. He just <laughs> would not say it. So, anyway, all right, it's 8.48 here. We got about 12 minutes left, and then I'll, I'll, I'll get Peter Tuckman on for a few. So, uh, what do we got from the chat? I know I missed a lot in there. I apologize.
2: Chat uh, is unruly today. That's <laughs> why I'm fired up today. Uh, you, guys, you guys are lucky that I don't have the, uh, the uh, block key because – a yes. lot of you guys are, yeah. You guys, would,
3: I you, don't block you, anyone. I let them all today, yeah. I you just, just let
2: them anybody. get all under your nerves. Let's
1: uh, let's keep it. You know what? Let's say this to the chat. Chat's fired up today. Let's keep the comments on the market, please. Yes, please. And try to, all right. You know what? Here's one from uh, a name that I'm not going to bother pronouncing because I'm going to butcher it, but uh, Lightspeed LSPD. They had earnings, I believe. Canadian
3: company, or, I believe. This
1: morning, Lightspeed Point of Sale. Uh, no, last night. No, yes, this morning. Um, not a, you know, losing money on EPS basis, but they lost less than expected. Um, earnings growing year over year, sales growing year over year. Uh, Q1 sales guidance. I don't have any estimates there, so I'm not going to even give you the number. Um, but
3: LSPD, what do you have for us as far as levels? Okay. These well, stocks. If, I'm going to steal ahead, from you, Joel. I'm coming in with the steal. These stocks are obviously been killed. They've been oversold. They're still oversold. It's held up well yesterday in the value bloodbath because this is not value. The stock absolutely needs to hold its low from two days ago, 1951. Below 1951, I'd get the hell out. If you are along it, you can lean on that. Uh,
2: If the uh, people in the company are listening to me, Yeah. You don't name a company. Lightspeed. No. Joel.
1: Joel. Come on. You don't do it. POS stands for point of sale. Really?
2: This this is a rest. This is an industry term. Yes. Uh, yeah. Really. Yeah. Really. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Spencer. Uh, Dennis gave you a level on the downside. I'm going to give you a level on the upside, and I like this thing. If prove to me you can hold twenty two. That's that's what I would say. That's my old trick there. Three highs at 22. Prove to me you can hold 22. All right. What about McDonald's here? I know we talked about the
1: Staples being a um, uh, bit uh, this is a bit of a ground zero situation here for the for the whole sector. McDonald's is 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 in that uh, it's, it's again through no fault of their own.
2: I was looking at this thing after the Wendy's earnings and we talked about it and, uh, and I did an article cause uh, you know, Wendy's has gotten whacked and stuff yeah. and, uh, done it. So, uh, mentioned the pricing power of McDonald's. So I kind of laid off it on the short side, I mean, they're still full. I mean, the drive-through is the drive-through indicator is uh, they're still full. So, uh. Um, packed
3: what they're coming for this stuff. This is a consumer yeah. staple. This is a consumer staple. True. Um. I, I, that candle's awful. Procter and Gamble scares me. Costco scares me. I think you got to sell rallies. McDonald's. Joel, there's there's, there's a problem gear.
1: with your drive-through indicator though. Um, the dr- because the drive thru may be packed, but the restaurants may be empty. Because that's basically what Starbucks said. Starbucks said that their drive-throughs have never been busier, but the stores at the, the stores have never been
2: inside. Empty. Yeah, inside never been okay. empty. So well, yeah, there's the reason.
1: So there is a I... indicator um does cat does dennis wear canada goose is a good question from ash catcher no, it's in the too chat. hot too i don't warm. like canada yeah. geese
3: i yeah. hate canada geese they're all over my lawn all the time i have like this pat peeve i just absolutely hate canada geese they poop all over my lawn well the stock is up this morning uh again beaten down actually no not an all-time low it, goose has
2: not made a new all-time low yet uh in these oh, last few It's up 227 yeah yeah I tried one of those coats on. I was sweating even Too before hot. I got to zip it up. Too hot. You don't need a coat like that. Mm. Uh, you hit 22 bucks, uh, just under 22 in the pre-market. Uh, I'll give a little bit more room on this one. When I see multiple highs in the same area, let's see if you get, well, first you got to take out the pre-market high at 22 and then the heavy lifting goes on at 23. I see uh, three, four highs in that area.
1: Alright, uh, I'm trying to go fast here from the chat. A lot of tickers flying. I'll try to cover uh, um, as much as I sure. can. Uh, uh, Square, which has been stable these past four days. How much um, money is Jack Dorsey? I'm interested.
3: I'm interested, interested in Square. In Ooh. If if you are buying it, you got to hold 7888, though. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm not buying anything right now, because everything I've bought in the last few days is a disaster now. It's, again, same story. Exact opposite. Twenty twenty, buy a stock in twenty twenty. Three days later, you're happy. Buy a stock in twenty twenty two. Three days later, you're sad. So I I don't know what to say. The market environment is just not conducive to owning stocks here. But Square holding up well, cheap relative to itself. Seventy eight eighty eight is levels got to hold. All right. Uh, someone asked.
1: Someone in the pre market chat, JWA asked, but what's up of unity? I don't know. It's be Unity. I haven't looked at that one for a hot it's
2: second. A big, yeah, I
3: mean, these, just, are, these all look the same. They're these, all holding up. They're, they're all, all the Kathy, the trades. <laughs> like, there's nothing. Kathy got massacred. She bottomed on Thursday last week when we called it ten minutes after it happened on the show. You called it. Not we me. called it with a tweet. We called it both places. We were right. Now the question is, does that bottom hold? Should he be selling into this? It was so far so good for all these stocks yesterday. They did. These were not the problem yesterday. We know what the problem was yesterday. The problem yesterday was all the stuff that people have been hiding in, and they had sold this stuff to move into that other stuff. So the same people are like, Oh my gosh, I sold all my growth, I put it in Procter and Gamble, and now yeah. that's getting killed. What are you doing to me? This I is know. what the market does: punish the maximum amount of participants. People washed out of Unity. I think Unity is holding up okay as long you can buy any of these stocks as long as you sell. From yesterday's low 34.94. So if you're putting them on for trades, you do not want to see them breach yesterday's lows.
2: And I'll just give you the, uh, for me, because this is, you don't want it to do a teledoc, right? Teladoc, you know, we're going up after the Kathy buy and then we come back down and make a new low. And so for uh, Unity, uh, 40 bucks. I mean, you got a danger real Robinson until you get back over for Well, 40, 75 was the high from yesterday. Uh, if you feel like you missed the bottom here, uh, 11 point move, five and a half. So 34 and a half, 35. And then Lena, if you want to, you know, try and buy the dip here and you believe that the 29 double bottom at, uh, 29, 20 is going to hold, then look at, uh, 30, 34 and a half, 35.
1: Uh, quick question about uh, from, from Brock on Footwalker, and I am going to bring up the earnings calendar because we have Ooh. Footwalker
2: reporting tomorrow morning. They kind of started morning. this a long time ago, didn't they? Yeah, they did.
3: Last yeah. quarter. Yeah.
1: Good memory, yep. Joel. Wow.
3: Yeah, because that Q... Oh, yeah. Brock just got killed, man. It got, it got crushed. Mm-hmm. It was the first retailer to really get hit hard. So, are expectations low enough that they can get over that hump? Maybe, but... The risk reward just does not set up for any stock going in earnings because when they pop, they pop three or 4%. When they drop, they drop 15, 20%. I know. That's so what... it's really tough to own any stock ahead of the report.
2: I would just say this chart, just looking at it, it would just totally confuse everybody if it gapped up to like 34, 35. And then it'd be in the middle of nowhere. Then there'd be gaps up on the top and gaps on the bottom. So that's not a prediction for the report. It's just a prediction that the market just does like weird things all the time and tries to confuse people as much as possible.
3: it market so, punishes the maximum. Yeah. yeah I mean,
2: like right now, if this thing opened at 36, you'd be like, oh, I got to sell this at 36. Then, and then you look at the gap up to 38, and you're like, well, I can't sell it until it fills the gap. I mean, so tough stock. I haven't bought a pair of... I haven't bought a pair of sneakers lately and I don't buy them at Locker.
1: You know what looks like it wants to give back its gains is
3: TJ Maxx, TJX, from yesterday.
2: It did. Yeah. yeah. We talked about that yesterday. Yeah. Uh, what very- doesn't?
3: What, what, let's talk. Give me an example of a I stock that has can't. gapped up on I earnings. I give can't, me an example. And held. There, I'm sure there's one out there, but I need a couple examples that, yeah, that has gapped up on a good earnings report and held Visa. Awesome report gapped up. can give back. you. I, I mean, I go through the examples. You know, even going back to like Upstart. Remember the gap up and Upstart, not this quarter, but the last quarter. I mean, there's just been so many. There, there's just a bazillion examples of stocks have gapped up on earnings, and then a couple weeks later they give it back. So find me the stock that has gapped up on earnings. Take two is one day beyond. I got Elon one for you. Two. So I you know. got to You got You need more evidence in one day. They're not giving it back in one day. Affirm. Oh, four, hey, four days that. ago. That's four days ago, though. Okay, we not have uh, it hasn't puked. You mean, yeah. but that's all because growth washed out that day. So uh, stay away from the growth stocks four days ago, right. which <laughs> a bottom that I called. So I'm trying to like go back further, like further, more. At, not not in the last three days, not in the last four days. You can't like give me take two that earnings yesterday and say, well, that held. It's one day later, and I'm long take two.
2: Um, hey, uh, I hope you all listen to me on the uh, that AMD move the other day. Uh, you know, I was a little bit wrong on uh, on Tuesday, but on a Piper Sandler upgrade, this thing did this. I mean, come I'm on. on. One close over. What did I i have been saying for a long time? It got to close more. Uh, give me a couple closes over 100, right? Wow, that even made a new interest. That made a higher high than it did on Tuesday yesterday. You got to be kidding me. It went, wow. You got that one close, so let's see. Let's see if we can get back and consolidate. But that's uh, that's a look at A
3: and am
1: I'm gonna go with the firm as the I literally cannot think of another. You're not uh, allowed not a,
3: anything from the last five days because growth hasn't given it back. The American House. Okay, I got to go from over a week ago. That's the rule. So more than seven um, days ago can't have um, gapped because it's not enough evidence here yet. There's only I hate three, gaps. Four days Well, there trade. were some stocks
1: that gapped down that came back, like Chevron. I think gapped down on their report. And they're and they came all the way back.
3: I think that was the, I think that's what happened. There's not been a lot, so all it, I'm it, saying it hasn't no. paid to buy the gap up mm-hmm. on anything. That, it, has that, it, it hasn't paid to buy to the the dips
2: either. Facebook
3: no. is a good example. Facebook actually has held up somewhat okay, but but again, <laughs> it's really. starting to, is, is that great? It's not, not really. like gap and go yes. style. <laughs> Tough market, man. Tough. Market. I I guess. I I guess because Facebook's market. low was
1: one sixty nine. Now it's one nice. All right. So you're still up. You know. What do we got? Twenty three dollars. See,
2: like this one, like you, you can't really. You know, is it going to fill the gap? You know, Ooh, it gave back over half of the move. Uh, right. but it's kind of right. hanging in there. That kind of where's half of the move come in here? That's kind of hanging in there. One one ninety four. One ninety five. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Chad, absolutely
1: flying with tickers here. A lot of energy names. We, we didn't talk about any banks. We are not talk about the banks in a couple of days. You guys have any thoughts yeah. on uh, any Jeez, of the banks, any man. of the financials here? Uh, they're all just, you, know, you go through all the big ones, right? whether it's Citi or JP Morgan, and they're all just kind of hanging out at,
2: at, in the same At row. the lows. I yeah, mean, yeah, they're just worried. Who cares about higher interest rates? They're worried about <laughs> no loan demand. I mean, holy macro. Look at Bank of is not
3: good for banks. Nope. I mean, even the Warren Buffett stocks have not held up on the gaps. Look at Hewlett Packard. Oh yeah, Warren Buffett, bye yeah. bye bye bye. Gives her back. What else? He bought like other stocks, not in the last two days, but he bought some other stuff before too. Um, course, well, back. he bought
1: well, well, his big three for the last quarter it was it was Hewlett Packard, it was HPQ, it was Activision. And what? We, and then he bought uh, Allegheny ticker Y. We, I'm, mean, he's taking it over. Uh, so well, that's takeover. Yeah. Right. So th- those are the three. Oh yeah. How's
3: Paramount doing?
1: That had a big move on Warren. Holding up um, so
3: far, but we're two days okay. from the event. Okay. So Forget we it. haven't. We're still have you know FOMO people that are going to hold that up for a bit. Yeah, it's only been two okay, days. Okay, I'm going to yeah. hop.
2: I'm going to let you guys uh, finish it up. I missed a lot yeah. of symbols here. I'm going to go cover them on Pre-Market Prep Plus. Oh, and uh, oh, Spencer yeah. and Triple D, I'll check in with you guys later on.
1: We, we did miss a, a lot of symbols. So you, if you if you don't know where to find Joel, where he's going right now, he's going over to premarketprep.com. Uh, That's where he's going. Uh, Peter Tuckman is supposed to be joining us from the floor of the New York Stock Exchange or from the, the balcony. Um, don't know where he is. Uh, so I'll just hang out for a minute or so and wait for him. And if he doesn't show up, we're going to end the show. And then I will send you over to live trading, uh, Zunaid and Aaron Bree. We have no Mitch today. Mitch is out because Mitch is going to uh, Vcon. If you're at all into the NFT space, there's this very exclusive. Uh, like invite only conference that we somehow got invited to. Uh, so we decided to send Mitch and send Chris catchy over to VCon this weekend. Um, so that's where he is getting all up in the NFT business. And uh, our born Ryan Fluna is out in Arkansas. So we got his you we got Aaron Bree, and then I'm going to stop in as well, do some live training for a few minutes with you guys uh, through the open, just to hang out there. Um, and then, yeah. Oh, One thing I forgot to mention is I'm very excited. We don't often get uh, in-office interviews uh, on Benzinga because unless people are in Detroit or swing by Detroit in some way, shape, or form. uh, We have an in-office guest today. If you are a um, football fan, you may remember the name Charlie Batch. He played about 12 years in the league. He was a quarterback for the Lions, quarterback for the Steelers. Anyway, Charlie Batch is now a cannabis investor. We're going to interview him live in office today at 4 o'clock Eastern right here on our YouTube channel all about his career and also his life as an investor and and why he uh, is so bullish cannabis. Uh, So I'm very excited for that. Here's a quick trailer. (laughs) so again it'll be 4 p.m eastern time right after at the close i'm very hyped for that so uh and i'll be there as well so uh catch me there and all right looks like peter is too busy maybe this is a bullish indicator that he's too busy uh or maybe it's bearish and i don't know that he's too busy down on the floor uh, which is which is fine that's what happens so um, i'm gonna end this show right now and we're gonna send you over to live trading before i go a couple quick announcements first off uh there's a link in the description to our brand new redesigned pre-market page on benzinga.com it's benzinga.com slash pre-market okay have you seen that page it's got this show this show was on there you can watch our show on that page it's got movers gainers losers ratings earnings Everything you need to know to start your day is on this page. That's the first thing. Uh, second thing is I haven't I haven't uh, given this announcement in, in a while. But uh, Benzinga, as we grow, we attract more and more attention, and that includes more and more uh, scammers trying to scam you. So if you see any fake Benzinga or anybody posing as Benzinga, like in your DMs, like we're, we're never gonna DM you asking for money. I think that should be clear, right? So if you see anything like that out in the wild, please email us, Uh, We probably get a few of these a week. But if you see something, say something, and we will take care of it. But know that we, we will never DM you asking for money. That's not how a legitimate business operates. Um, last thing, again, Benzinga Pro, uh, check it out. Uh, free two weeks for everyone, pro.benzinga.com. There is a link in the description to get 25% off your Benzinga Pro subscription. So do that. Uh, if you want to check it out, and um, that's what I've got. Catching up on the chat. Yes, yes way. Low budget crypto washing. Charlie Batch, the man himself, in office today. All right, I think I'm done. Uh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Brittany keeps spamming this one ticker, DRCT, that I I don't know, but it's one dollar. So hey, it's a call option. What you lose is a buck sixty nine. Um, all right, I'm going to hop off here. Please remember all the information from our show meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Thanks to our guest, Ivan Fineseth. Thanks to all of you for watching on YouTube, on, on Twitch, on Twitter, uh, on Facebook. We appreciate that. going to end the stream now, send you over to live trading. We'll start that up in a couple minutes and uh, see you there
0: at parker
3: our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices